multiple things are happening today. So first off, happy March 19th. Today, March 19th, would be the Feast of St. Joseph. And today, on March 19th, you are currently at the 175th anniversary of a miracle that took place here in St. Leon, Indiana. 175 years ago, here in St. Leon, Indiana, cholera was sweeping across Indiana, and the men of St. Leon did what good men should do. They saw that there was a problem, and they said, we need to protect our wives and our children. So the men of St. Leon gathered here. In fact, the, the original church of St. Leon was directly across the street in the cemetery where there's the big, beautiful crucifix. That is, that is actually the location of the original church. As you leave Mass today, on your right, as, you, as you're leaving through the main doors, there is a military box where we have pictures of all of those who are serving our country, thanks be to God. And above it is the only remnant that we have of the original church. And it's framed beautifully uh, like in a shadow box. But in 1848, the men of St. Leon gathered together and they said, we need to protect our children and our wives. And they prayed a novena to St. Joseph that if their wives would be spared, uh, they would give all the credit and glory to him, the foster father of our Lord Jesus Christ and the spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And that every single year on this day, we would honor St. Joseph in a very, very beautiful way. And thanks be to God, the people of St. Leon have held true to that promise. And uh, this year, of course, the solemnity of St. Joseph is shifted to Monday uh, because the fourth Sunday in, in Lent, uh, so, yeah, the fourth Sunday of Lent is seen as a higher ranking feast day. However, all of you are really blessed. Please repeat after me, I'm really blessed. Because in honor of St. Joseph after Mass today, we're having donuts. So all of you are blessed because we're keeping the, the promise of the men of St. Leon alive today. So after Mass today, there's actually going to be uh, donuts over uh, in the school hall because it's kind of frigid outside. We would normally have them outside. But, so know that 175 years ago, a miracle worked. A miracle happened, and people turned to Jesus. And you're still a part of that. Happy Fourth Sunday of Lent. The church today, uh, of course, is wearing rose because today marks the exact halfway point of Lent. And just to show you how I actually have, uh, just saying, I'm just saying. Anyways, okay, so today is the, is the fourth Sunday of Lent. And the reason why the church wears rose is to mark... This halfway point. So I, I always like to have like, everybody check in. Where are you in your Lenten journey? Has your fasting, your self-denial, your prayer, your penance, are you more charitable, more patient, more generous, more loving? Are you more of who the saint that God wants you to be today than you were on Ash Wednesday? If you are, then praise the Lord because it is all his grace. If you're not, start over. And today is day one. It's the beautiful thing about being a Christian is that 
the rising of the sun every day reminds us that we can start over. That the power of our resurrected Lord gives us renewal and gives us new life. On to our readings today. I can guarantee you that this is the first time that you have heard this reading read in a church in over six years. Our readings are on a three-year cycle. And exactly three years ago, this was the first Sunday that our churches were sealed shut and closed due to COVID-19. Clearly a tragedy, a wound in our hearts. So it was six years ago. I had Deacon Bob read it in its entirety, and we've done that all weekend. It's a seven-minute reading, by the way. Some of you were like, gosh, it feels like it's Palm Sunday. It's a powerful reading, right? And here we are today in a church that's celebrating a miracle that happened here. Not one man and not one woman in St. Leon died 175 years ago. Not one of them. Not one of them. Today we hear of another miracle. A miracle of a man that was born blind who regained his sight. Never before had this ever happened. There had been other miracles recorded in Scripture of people that became blind after birth, but never someone born blind regained their sight fully. After praying and reading on this, reflecting on this Scripture, I think there's something very, very hurtful and painful that we find in this Scripture passage. This man who had been blind his whole entire life, regains his sight, not regains, gains sight for the first time, and not one person rejoices. If you follow this lengthy passage, this man is healed by Jesus, and all of his neighbors, all of the townsperson, all of those who had seen him his whole entire life begging because he couldn't have employment. He was a burden to society. Not one of his neighbors rejoices. In fact, they just turn him over to the religious authorities. And all they do is call him a sinner and refuse to accept the fact that he is who he says he is. So then what do they do? They bring him to his parents. And probably the most painful of all is the fact that his own parents don't say one beautiful thing, don't acknowledge the miracle that had happened. They don't praise the Lord. And in fact, out of fear, they're like, well, he, he's of age, go talk to him. How many of us actually have experienced the same thing? Something good, something beautiful happens in your life, and it goes unknowledged, unacknowledged. Something good happens at school, at work, in your family, in your life. And not only does it maybe even go unacknowledged, but 
those who should rejoice with you scoff at you. Out of pride, out of jealousy, out of envy. What should be a moment of rejoicing and praising the Lord, it doesn't happen. I don't need to be a psychologist to know that that's a wound. And that hurts terribly. And so thanks be to God that we believe in a God who heals. And we believe in a God of miracles. 175 years ago, God worked a miracle here on the Feast of St. Joseph and protected people. But sometimes our hearts aren't protected. We're not protected from wounds and hurts from other people. But Jesus is a divine healer. He is a divine physician. So what does Jesus do? Specifically, how does Jesus heal in today's gospel? It's really peculiar, right? Jesus spits on the ground and mixes it with earth and smears it on someone's eyes. I would actually like to say in a three-year anniversary of the COVID-19 shutdowns, Jesus clearly hated COVID-19 shutdowns as he was spitting in the ground and smearing it on someone's face. Like clearly he wasn't wearing a face mask. Like that's all I have to say. So why did he do that? Why did he do that? Well, who is Jesus? Jesus is God, right? How did God create the first man? What was the first man made out of? He was made out of what? The dust of the earth, right? God created out of the ground a man. And then how did he give that man life? He breathed life into his nostrils. Jesus is God in the flesh. What do you call fleshy breath. It's called spit. And all these people that are in this area, they know what it is. Because whenever I preach from the pulpit, they need umbrellas. So what does Jesus do? He takes his breath, he mixes it with clay, and he rebuilds. He creates anew in this man who was born blind where there is this wound, this deficiency, he creates anew. And I will tell you, my brothers and sisters, that in just a few moments, I'm going to ascend that altar, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, out of my mouth, will not come spit, will, be, will become the words of institution that will turn bread and wine into our Lord's body and blood. And I want to give you a spiritual insight. When I hold up our Lord after I say, this is my body, when I hold up the chalice after I say, this is my blood, one of my prayers that I often pray is that that body and that blood of our Lord will go to the part of my heart and my soul that needs healing. 
When I receive our Lord in Holy Communion, I will ask our Lord's body and blood to go to that part in my heart, in my soul, in my body that needs healing. 2,000 years ago, Jesus spit and made mud and put that mud and that clay on a blind man's eyes and he was healed. How much more so does our Lord Jesus Christ, who allows us to eat his flesh and his blood, want us to literally take his hand and say, Jesus, go to this place in me that hurts. Go to this place that is dark, that is wounded, that is in need of light. And dear Lord, heal me. Heal those wounds within me that exist because people scoffed at me. People mocked me. When something good should have happened in my life, something bad happened. And when there was good, and it could have been acknowledged, it could have been seen, people chose not to. But dear Lord, I know that you see. I know that you know. And I know that you're the divine physician. So today we go to our God who is a creator. We go to our God who wants to rebuild. We go to a God who wants to restore. And we say, Lord, I am here. I am open. I am receptive. And I want your healing. And I know that your body and blood can heal me. So Lord, I give you my soul. I give you my life. And I offer it to you. And dear Lord... Receive me. We celebrate today 175 years of God's divine protection. And today I invite you to ask the Lord to heal you. To heal those wounds and those hurts in your heart and to allow Christ to be your God. At the end of our gospel passage, the blind man is asked if he believes. And he says, yes, Lord, I do believe. I do believe. Let's pray for the grace to believe today. Let's pray for the grace to allow the Lord to enter in, to be healed, and to know his grace. Amen.